Hey everyone, welcome to the Americana Station podcast. I am your host with the most, Will Payne Harrison. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. Uh, Today on the podcast, we have The Rough and Tumble. Uh, They have a new album out and um, it is a really good one. They are a folk duo from everywhere. They're on the road. Uh, I think I think when we talked, they were in Florida. Is that right? Or were they... So they, they, they travel all over, um, and they've been uh, doing this for quite a while. And uh, yeah, it, they have a couple of dogs with them. We'll talk about all of that. But um, this Friday is a special Friday. It is Bandcamp Friday. That means that Bandcamp's not taking a cut of your favorite musician's uh merch. So I would implore you, if you get paid this Friday, it's the perfect day to go out and support your broke ass musician. Uh, yours truly is one of those included. And I have just recently updated my band camp to include my never before on merch sites mugs that say Will Payne Harrison, coffee black and whiskey neat. Um, they're pretty sweet. And uh, I'm drinking coffee out of one right now. Could be yours. Well, not this one, uh, but another one. And uh, yeah, so um, also I am going to be launching a VIP with additional Americana Station content on my band camp. Um, I will be releasing demo songs uh, from my studio. um, So high quality demo songs from my next record. And uh, this first song that I'm releasing this Friday is uh, about my new sweet daughter. Um, And all of the money that I make from this will be going towards uh, her expenses, diapers, and all that stuff. So if you feel like helping out, uh, it would be much appreciated. Um, And yeah, so check out also The Rough and Tumble. Uh, Eric Bolander's coming up. He's a good one to check out. Um, We just had... um, Zach Russell on the podcast and, uh, yeah, lots, lots of people to check out. Um, make sure you visit their band camp and, you know, buy their new record. That would be super helpful, especially this Friday. Um, oh, I will also be doing a streaming, uh, event from Crybaby Management. Uh, thanks Alexis, uh, on March 12th at 7 p.m. Central, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern. So if you want to catch a rare Will Payne Harrison streaming event, uh, these don't happen very often, um, make sure that you look up Crybaby Management on Facebook and Instagram, uh, and I'll be streaming from their platform, and it'll be super fun. I want to give a shout out to my mom. Um, Today's March 1st. Tomorrow is her birthday. Uh, I think she'll be turning 68. So uh, I don't think she listens to my podcast on the regular. Um, she's always given me podcasts to listen to. So uh, I may I may have to make her listen to this episode so I can give her a shout out. So happy birthday, mom. Uh, I love you very much. Uh, also, what else is going on? We've got a new playlist uh, update for the Americana highways, not station, Americana highways, backroads playlist on Spotify. Um, thank you everyone that has followed and listened. Um, it's been updated and we'll get another update here in another week. So make sure you listen to this 
month's this past month's uh, playlist update, and there'll be more. Um, I want to give a shout out to I can't remember if I did this last time or not. Uh, South Texas tweet tweak. Uh, he's uh, on that playlist as well. He's killing it down in uh, Texas. So you should probably check out his uh, band camp as well and uh, purchase his new single. Uh, I think it's $50 a week. And finally, uh, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast. Uh, Rate and review. It would be very, very helpful. If you're new to the podcast, uh, all you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts. If you're on Apple, give it a little star and a review. Uh, Say something nice. It would be really helpful. And uh, yeah, without further ado, let's get into the rough and tumble. everyone and welcome to Americana Station. Today on the podcast I have The Rough and Tumble which is Mallory Graham and Scott Tyler. Uh welcome to the podcast and thanks for being on. Hey, thanks for having yeah, us. Thanks for thanks for having us. How has uh 2021 been for y'all so far? Uh better than 2020. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Also the same as 2020. <laughs> yeah, so far, yeah. So yeah. you you guys uh used to live in Nashville but then you sold uh or you, you left your place and, and bought a camper. Did you spend all of 2020 in the camper with no place to, to roll to? Uh, no, well, kind of yes and no. We, um, when, when everything kind of came, came down, we were in Arizona at the time and Scott's parents live in California. And so at that time we thought, oh yeah, we'll just go hang out at Scott's parents' house for two weeks, you know, while this whole thing blows over. <laughs> right. And it was then only going to be two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Then we'll just keep 14 days. (laughs) Keep on keeping on. Um, so we ended up there, and then you know, within the first week, we realized, oh, this might be forever. So um, (laughs) so we stayed there until July. Mm -hmm. Um, we spent some time roaming, but it's you know, the the thing about living in a camper that's great is that you can be really far away from people. Yeah. Um, but the thing that's, you know, kind of frustrating is you also spend a lot of people in, or a lot of time in public places around people, you know, because you don't have a lot of a space of your, of your own. So um, we spent about a month and a half wandering um, yeah. in South Dakota, mostly. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then some friends, uh, a venue owner actually down in, in Opelika said, do you want to live in a house that is vacant? And we said yes. <laughs> so, so we've been house hopping for the latter half of this year. Um, people have just been very generous. All those times that venues have said, you know, if you ever need a place to live or a place to stay for a little while, we we cashed in on like nine years worth of those yeah, offers. It's been, it's so. been really great. So. <laughs> that's that's really awesome. Yeah. Did um so have you been writing a lot in that process? Like what how have you been um spending your time uh, since you haven't been able to be road dogs? Yeah, we, um, we, we have, we have done a lot of writing. Um, 
uh, actually in the early days of the pandemic, we, uh, we took song commissions from, from our audience and, you know, wrote songs for people. Um, we released them as part of this little band camp, uh, project called everything goes viral, but my band, <laughs> uh, and, um, is, was kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, but, it, um, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we, we did a lot of songwriting. We've, we've been, we've just been, we've been practicing a lot, you know, um, it just kind of, it, it's been, I will say this for the pandemic, it has been a good time to do the things that take a long time. Um, like mm-hmm. we, um, you know, have, have just been kind of hunkering down and like getting better at, at our craft and, um, yeah. Um, I'm picking up new skills too that aren't, you know, directly music related, but definitely are starting to roll into kind of just who we are as, as artists. Like Scott has spent more time doing like etching stamps and things like that. I've been getting into bookmaking and, um, and we're finding ways to incorporate that into merchandise and into, like, it's just, it's just been a way to kind of, um, I don't know, fill the well, I guess, you know, for, for the future. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That totally makes sense. Um, So y'all started off initially as friends and then turned into roommates and now are married. Is that correct? That that is, that is, yeah, yeah, that's the the progression. Um, Yeah. um, We, um, yeah, there, you know, there came this point where we were both living in the camper and we were like, you know, maybe we should start dating. uh, (laughs) uh, No, that is not. um, no, we we've we've known each other for. Um, like, I guess we don't hate time. each other, so let's get <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> it was weird that Scott had to sleep on top of the sheets and I was under, you know. But you know, it worked out. Um, um, no, but we yeah we have been friends for the last ten years, and um, uh, Scott was actually the um, the best man in my first wedding, um, and then once we became a band. Um, and that marriage fell apart. Uh, then we started thinking, well, this seems like a good option. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so then we, you know, we, we roomed together for a while and then, um, well, and then, and then we decided to go, go for it. Go for it. Yeah. And, That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, we've, We've liked it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's been working out great for us. Yeah. It um, can definitely be a challenge having your partner also, you know, be your business partner, also be the person you're on stage with. And yeah. every, like, it's everything. We're together all the time. Yeah. So I can relate to that. I was in a folk band back in Louisiana uh, with my partner. And uh, yeah, it was, it was definitely, you know, you live together and you write songs together and you, you know, you have your business partners together, you know, at some point you're going to get annoyed with the, <laughs> with the other. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it, it it's is very public. <laughs> it, yes. yes, it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's an interesting thing trying to write songs about, about your relationship. And um, like, I, I sometimes wonder if like, if, if you can do that honestly, um you know, and then I also wonder how, how can you not do that? Honestly, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. there, yeah, I think, I think they're just two, two sides to, you know, kind of to the coin. Um, yeah. It's also a pretty sick burn whenever you like write it into a song instead of saying it. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it, I mean, it is like, as you know, two songwriters, you have to appreciate the craft because sometimes you work out feelings and thoughts in songs Mm -hmm. too, you know, so Mm -hmm. 
yeah, yeah I've, I've definitely yeah. been exactly in that boat before. It's <laughs> yeah, interesting dynamic to be in. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, but so, uh, how long have y'all been writing songs together for ten years? You know, I it, it's been a little bit more than ten years. Um, we met at a at a music school um, on Martha's Vineyard back in. 2007 mm-hmm. um and it was kind of a um like a semester off-campus program or 30 students it was the middle of winter so there wasn't really anything we could do but work together yeah and um and, and that was like just this really formative experience for us uh we then went back to our, our own respective colleges and um joined a, an artist colony in uh, in black mountain north carolina uh, just oh, yeah. outside of Asheville, and um and then that fell apart. Yeah, fairly quickly too. But um, yeah, but Scott and I just kind of kept hanging around. Like we started busking together and and writing together even before we were the rough and tumble. Um, we just kind of had a way of working with each other that didn't feel stressful or yeah. you know contrived in any way. Yeah. So when did you pack up and move to Nashville? That would have been twenty end of twenty ten. Um, I moved first and then the beginning of 2011, Scott moved out. Yeah. And then by mid 2011, we had started the rough and tumble. Uh, yeah. Cause I was, I was kind of doing like a rock and roll thing. Um, and Scott came out and was the lead guitar in that f- for a while. Yeah. And he was kind of doing his singer songwriter stuff. Very mm-hmm. sad singer songwriter stuff. Sad bastard. Yeah. <laughs> how we like to call it. Yeah. And then. I can, re- um, I can relate to that. Scott. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, so then we, yeah, we, we started writing together just because the other projects just didn't feel, I mean, it's hard. I think Nashville is a tough town anyway to, to find your voice if you don't already have it or you don't know where you're going, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's really hard to do it when you feel like you're doing it, I don't know, completely alone. And, um, and I, I think that finding a partner who, can stand with you in that way and say, Oh no, 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 we're just going to do our thing. We're just going to figure it out right here. It's, it's, you know, it's something to stand up to the, um, like I love Nashville for a lot of reasons. And one of them is that it made us work very, very hard, but it's also a lot to stand up to. Yeah. Um, and, and us coming together for the rough and tumble was a way for us to sort of say, we're just going to make this little sanctuary where it's, it's safe for us to be whoever we want to be in this two person bubble. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nashville is a lot of things. It's definitely not for the faint of heart. Um, no. yeah. they're going <laughs> to tell you like it is. Um, but they're also going to be like very uplifting. It's, it's, it's good because I think that that's how I receive criticism anyway. It's like, Hey dude, you got to fix this. This is bad. Yeah. But yeah. like, otherwise you're kick-ass. Like I, yeah. I thrive in that. So it's really, helped me a lot i, I think yeah. but yeah oh, for, sorry i was gonna ask how, how long have you been in in nashville since 2014 so just oh, cool. six years a little less than y'all yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. so i we've probably you know we we coincided a, a little bit while, we overlapped yeah. yeah for a couple of years there yeah yeah we're, we're, did y'all play it like a five spot and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. We did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah spring water a couple of times but spring water yeah <laughs> yeah but then, it, you know, it's spring water. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some people love it, man. Some people love mm-hmm. it. I don't, I don't know why, but some people do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's because McDonald's is so close. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they got good barbecue tacos. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
but yeah, this, the sound guy will definitely just leave. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. That's true. I remember one night setting up there and the, the stage was just completely soaked and nobody had any idea why. And there were just all of these like amps and electronics and it was just wet. Mm-hmm. It was just wet. It's yeah. <laughs> like, maybe this isn't. Yeah. Yeah. And people are like smoking and, uh, yeah. and there's, the, it's like the other room where everybody's playing pool. So it's like, it's a really weird setup. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Not my favorite. Sorry. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, no, spring water. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's super cool. So you, you guys hit the road and like, uh, when did you say you hit the road? It was, uh, April, 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, not much overlap. <laughs> oh, no no, 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 no. Just like a year between, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we would come back um, for our first couple of years on the road. We would come back for January and um, and work an odd job real quick before we, you know, headed back out mm-hmm. again. It was kind of, it was kind of a weird experience living in Nashville, but not really living in Nashville. Yeah, anymore. we would, we would kind of like park on our friend's street um, uh uh, up there in East Nashville. And, and we still do that when we come to town. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, it, it just, it was, it was weird not having a house, not having like, you know, the jobs that we, that we had mm-hmm. had before. And just seeing the evolution of the town, because that was like, when we left, I feel like Nashville just went nuts. Like yeah. it just completely blew up. And so it was weird watching this town become not our town over the course yeah. of like, you know, several months, mm-hmm. every time we would stop in, you know, our favorite bar wasn't there anymore. Our favorite, you know, it just kind of, I don't know. It, it just happens so fast. It yeah. felt like, Dude, the most annoying moment that I can think of was, you know, I came in, in 2014, like right the year before you left, but uh, it was about a year or two ago, I had met these two Californians that had just moved to town. And about six months later, I overhear the the girl say, Ugh, all these people moving to town disgust me. And I'm like, you're one of them. You've only been here six months. Right. Right. She's like, it's changing the town. I'm like, you changed the town. What are you talking about? Change. <laughs> that's that's really funny. That's, <laughs> oh, and that they're from California specifically. That's good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't mind New Yorkers or Ohioans or Floridans or you know, whatever, yeah. but for some reason, uh, maybe I shouldn't say that. I, I think I have some listeners in California. I love you guys. <laughs> oh no scott's from california yeah. originally and i oh, okay. give him hell all the time <laughs> yeah no, i mean it's it is deserved most of the time we were actually we were playing this show up in rochester i think it was the second year we were on the road we were playing this show up in rochester and and scott we've been playing uh you know we've been playing shows on the east coast for a while at that point and um and I would, you know, introduce myself and say, you know, I'm from Pennsylvania. And Scott would say, you know, I'm from California. And he would say it in such a way that it sounded like a big deal or like it was important in some way. And I kept telling him, I kept saying, like, I don't know if you're going to get a good response. Like, maybe just like play down the California. And he's like, no, 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 people love California. And I remember <laughs> show in Rochester. And I'm like, I'm from Pennsylvania. And Scott's like, and I'm from California. And people actually started booing. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got booed. It, um... Dude, Northeasterners do that. We were in like Rhode Island or something. And I was on tour with uh, Melanie Bresnan. She's a friend of mine. And uh, she's from Connecticut or something. And 
she said, how are y'all doing? And then she goes, sorry, I've been in Nashville too long. And they're like, boo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They are a sturdy breed up there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So don't take it too personally, Scott. I think it's just Northeastern. They boo it any chance they can. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) How to get all that winter aggression out. Right. Right. Yeah. So Mallory, did you grow up like in that like bluegrass folk Appalachian scene? Uh, you know, I didn't grow up in the scene, but I did grow up in the area. So I, um, my upbringing was very much like gospel country sort of stuff. And, um, and I spent a lot of time in the mountains for sure. Um, my family had a cabin in the mountains and, um, and so I, I feel like I didn't really experience the Appalachia culture or in Pennsylvania, we see the Appalachian culture right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, until, until I actually moved to the Blue Ridge Mountains in North Carolina. But, um, but I'm finding that a lot of the essence of, of that culture was very much in um, the way that I was raised without realizing that I was part of it, if that makes, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a very, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful area. Western Pennsylvania is, is incredibly uh, beautiful and the, and the trees are just, they're just something else for sure. So. Yeah. Y'all have a lot of great uh, musicians too. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I've had Michael Bronfeld on the show. He's from uh, Philadelphia and uh, oh, cool. I think that might be the only uh, Pennsylvanian. A uh, little podcast editor's note here. If I don't mention that Veronica Stanton is from Pennsylvania, she may kill me. So uh, yeah, back to the podcast. Just had to point out that Veronica has also been on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, but uh, that's that's super cool. And I, I can uh, understand that a little bit because, you know, growing up in Louisiana and like the Cajun culture and uh, oh, yeah. being like in the middle of rural Louisiana, very like country, like, Uh, I definitely didn't identify as like (laughs) Cajun or country until I was older and realized like, it's so embedded in your roots, you know, like, yeah, you, you, sometimes you got to get away from it to realize. Yeah. 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 It's almost like being inside of it. You can't actually see it, you know? Yeah. No, totally. Like as soon as I moved away from, um, from California, um, (laughs) I, um, I'm, I'm from the, from the Fresno area, like the, um, yeah. You know, um, and, but I started reading all of this John Steinbeck and, um, like it, I, I started like feeling nostalgic in that, in that kind of way. And, um, in a way that you didn't feel when you lived there. Yeah. And like, Mm -hmm. I, I didn't really enjoy John Steinbeck when I lived in California, but, um, as soon as I moved away, I thought like you could kind of appreciate it in, in a different way, In in a way that is, you know, um, you can appreciate it because you are not necessarily in, in it. it anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. I totally understand that. Like when I was uh, touring the uh, Northwest coast, like it was, I felt like I was in a different world. You know, I had never experienced mm-hmm. anything like that before. Like that kind of, even, you know, the East coast is so different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it was just like, wow, this is, this is why people love California so much, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, so Scott, how did, like, where, where did you like get your musical inspiration from being from California? <laughs> yeah. California. California. yeah. Um, you know, um, I, I also grew up in, in a, um, in a religious, um, house and like grew up in the church. We were, um, I, I was raised in a Mennonite brethren church. Oh. Um, 
which, you know, is, is just like basically like you're run of the mill, you know, evangelical Christian, except uh, they would sing like hymns and, you know, in four parts. And, and so <laughs> like block singing or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was, um, um, yeah. So like just grew up with a lot of like church music and um, I, I think that's kind of where I got a lot of, uh, you know, inspiration early on was, was in church music. And then, you know, in college, I, I kind of like, you know, lost my faith in, in a lot of ways and, or walked, walked it back and it, you know, it changed. And, um, I, I think, uh, in college, I, I kind of found folk music and, and Americana in, in this way that I, you know, that I didn't understand before. And, um, and in a lot of ways, it, it kind of filled that um, religious void. That religious void. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, yeah. So. Yeah, but, I understand that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was raised Catholic, so. Oh yeah. And went to Catholic school and all that, so I definitely had to. Uh-huh. You know, my first musical experiences were definitely in in church as well. Um, yeah. Well, you know, and and like that's something. I, I will give to church is that they <laughs> like, they, they do a really good job of, um, or at least my, my church did. And I know a lot of churches do, um, do a very good job of, you know, just giving kids a place to sing and mm-hmm. explore music and, you know, some sort of way. Um, mm-hmm. that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you can give that, that yeah, tie yeah, to the church. <laughs> yeah. There's that. <laughs> So, so kind of segueing in some sort of way, the title of your new record, We're Only Family If You Say So, uh, is, uh, according to your bio, it's a personal album about breaking up with family and setting health, healthy boundaries. Uh, is any of that related to like your religious upbringing at all? Or is that just a completely different uh, conversation? It's hard for me to separate um, religion from my family because because they are a bit of a zealous group of people, and so um, so yes, absolutely, it is it is connected. It's um, I feel like when you when you are talking about family, you are talking about people, but you're also talking about all of these identifying roots that you have, and all of those roots are attached to something else as well that is also going through your family. And so, yeah, there is definitely a, a religious root that is that is tied to the family that you you kind of have to break off and and find find your own religion or find your own folk music mm-hmm. or find you know whatever that is that can still um, allow you to have an identity that you that you miss when you break when you break from your your family mm-hmm. i yeah. think for me personally um that with the religion thing sometimes it's not so much uh, that i find at least in like the americana folk world that anyone has a problem with uh, jesus or or the faith uh, in god and stuff like that it's more so that it's it's breaking and obviously so when so many people sing you know spiritual songs and and still you know consider themselves spiritual i think it's just the breaking away from that controlling mechanism that a lot of organized religion um has you know and um yeah definitely yeah and like i think i think it's just been um i mean the, the past you know, four years, kind of this climate that we've all been experiencing here in the United States and, and I guess around the world, um, it, religion has, has very much become a 
tool to divide people. And I, I think if if we were able to to look at at religion as something that can bring people together, and if it was something that was like reaching out and saying, "Hey, we we welcome you into this family," um, you know, without all of these strings attached, mm-hmm. um, like. I, I would say that religion is a really useful tool, but if if it is just a you know a way to build up walls and to designate who is good and who is bad, mm-hmm. um, I I don't think I, I don't find that very useful. And um, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I was just going to say it's like I, I think what you're saying maybe is like when it becomes tribalism instead of yeah. inclusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah definitely. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think I agree with that for sure. Um, yeah. I, I mean, you know, and c- coming from a Catholic background, my sister's a nun and I love her to death. And I think, oh, that, wow. yeah, yeah. I think that the new Pope's definitely doing some good things. So like, you oh, know, oh. it's, it's cool to see, uh, you know, people, uh, there's not, there's not all bad in religion for sure. No, absolutely not. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah that's, that's super cool. What's your favorite track? I, I've heard the, um, uh, a couple of them that you sent me that was super cool, but like, what's the like one that's most close to? I mean, I'm sure it's probably different for both of y'all, but uh, what's your favorite track on the record? Um, I think for me, it's still it's still the opening track. You took your turn. It's um, it's it was actually the first single as well, but it's one that we um, when we've been rehearsing it, even it's still very difficult to get through for me. So it's still it's still kind of an open wound, and it is definitely it's definitely the most raw It's the one that we wrote um, a week before we had a huge um, falling out with my family. And so it is the one that still sort of stings a little bit. And, um, and I keep going back to it because I I feel like I keep tending to that wound in a way, Mm -hmm. Um, which is a weird way to say that it's my favorite, but it is my favorite because it's the one that is still causing me to have an, um, have an action toward healing. Mm, yeah. Like a catharsis um, toward it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It was also just really fun to, um, to perform and, and sing in the studio. Um, our, our friend Taylor Donsky put on some, like a great third harmony part. Mm-hmm, yeah. And, um, you know, we've been, we've been a, a duo for, for so long. Uh, whenever we listen back to that and hear this third voice, it's, it's, um, it's exciting it's exciting yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of shocking yeah because you can't do that third harmony so y'all, yeah. y'all recorded it here in uh east uh in east nashville uh, yeah dave coleman yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, you, do you know dave um i don't i don't tell me about him dave dave's a great mm-hmm. uh great just east nashville treasure he's been there for you know 20 years mm-hmm. um but yeah he's he's got some got a great basement um, studio and um, has some some really killer instruments in there. Mm-hmm. And he's um, been the front of um, the band The Coleman for twenty five years. Yeah, something think, like yeah, that. Yeah, something like crazy that, yeah. like that. So, yeah, he's just he's a hard worker and he has a great ear and is just a genuine person yeah. to, to work with. There's no there's no airs about him, but he's also wicked good. Yeah. And he's just so talented and he, and he like, yeah, as like, pretends as, like it's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, um, we were in his studio and he has like this, this little wall of, um, 
of, of like memorabilia from, you know, the, you know, his, his time working and he's worked with some great acts and, and like, you'll see a backstage backstage pass where like he was part of Taylor Swift's band, like early wow. on. And uh, he played with Mickey Guyton and mm-hmm. like some, some other um, like artists who've, who've really had some, some good, Success. Oh, you feel like Tay Swift had some success? Yeah, I mean, some, you know, yeah. relative. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm not sure anyone outside of Nashville knows who she is. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, she, she's kind of like a night. She's up and coming, yeah. But yeah, I mean, just a fabulous guitarist, and he's he's a killer baritone guitar player. Mm-hmm. And um, so it, it's always fun recording with him. We did our last two albums with him. Mm-hmm. And, um, and this one? And yeah, and this one, and and it's just been, um, it's a good working relationship for sure. Mm-hmm. So, who else did you have in the studio besides the two of you and your producer? Uh, yeah, this uh, this drummer named Chris Benelli. Um, uh, he he lives in town. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually we were going to have a, a friend of ours drum on it, but he um, he had a he had a stroke like the week of like four days before four days before mm-hmm. he was supposed to fly down. And uh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's he's okay. He's okay. Able to play. Yeah, again, yeah, he's but... he's had quite a bit of recovery, but yeah, it was it was crazy because we were rehearsing with him, and then the next day he had, he had a stroke, and mm-hmm. we were driving down to go to the studio. So Chris um, stepped up and and just really took these songs on as, as he's a fantastic drummer and percussionist, and he really took them on. It's really important to me, particularly in a drummer, that um, that that you're also telling a story, that you're not just there to be a backbone or just to be you know. To hold things down but that you're using I think percussion is one of the most emotional instruments that you mm-hmm. can have and yeah. um and he did that like he really stepped in and and told a story mm-hmm. alongside our story you know yeah. with yeah. with with his um work yeah. sounds like he might be a songwriter too <laughs> you know yeah I mean yeah yeah like yeah totally you like you look at the um like we layered some some percussion elements like where he would be he'd be playing he'd do his his drum part and then he'd do some percussion parts and like and there are there's some textures there that like we wouldn't have ever thought Mm -mm. to um you know to do in the same way that 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 he did them Mm -hmm. and um and that's that's invaluable when you're when you're putting when you're trying to tell a story with a record that is that is very important yeah um and then we also had Taylor Donsky. He's a, a bass player up in, um, well, he's a songwriter and he's a, he's a lot of things, yeah. uh, a ukulele pro. And, <laughs> um, but he played upright and electric on our, um, on the record as well. He, came, he drove down from Minnesota mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, S- sang on a couple songs and, um, yeah, he, he's, he's phenomenal. Just a, a great ear to have in the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, we had accidentally met him, um, at a, at, at a brewery, I think he came yeah. out, he, he was just there that day when we were up in Minneapolis and um, he just insisted on being our friend, which is one of our favorite <laughs> things. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We also had uh, Mark Herring um, uh, played lap steel or, mm-hmm. or, or pedal steel on, on a couple songs. And, um, and this guy named Roscoe Saley, uh, he's a harmonica player up in uh, Bay City, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He uh, he flew in some tracks uh, later, and, mm-hmm. yeah, later, and and just you know, like just that wailing 
blues kind of kind of harmonicas. Yeah, when you listen to that song too, like um, we had some friends listen to it and they're like, "Oh, crazy! You got a fiddle player for this?" And we were like, "No, <laughs> that is a harmonica." <laughs> it's That's wild. Awesome. Yeah, I'll have to listen to the whole thing so I can hear those parts. I love some good harmonica. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Good, you don't yeah. realize how important a good harmonica player is until you have one and you're like, Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. And then you want to throw all your harmonicas in the trash. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> really yeah. yeah. Pretty much. So the, the, when I was in the relationship in the duo, uh, the girl in the band was, is still my harmonica player. Even today, she lives here in Nashville. And oh. so like, once you hear her play, you're like, yeah, I'm not, even trying this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. So you you guys uh have been to Folk Alliance quite a bit and you were official showcase artist in 2018. I think I was there that year. What a, oh, at, um, at at Surfa? At Oh, it was at Surfa. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't at Surfa, sorry. Okay. I was at the main one. Yeah, we we've never been to the main one. Although mm-hmm. this this year they're doing like a virtual one, um, and we are going to be representing High Plains Public Radio. Yeah, down at so. in Amarillo. And yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 free from what I understand too. This year, mm-hmm. yeah, to to attend. Yep. So, well, so that'll make it easy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. No yeah. kidding. Yeah, the four hundred dollars or whatever it is to to go is kind of pricey. It's a yeah, little, it's a pretty penny for sure. Yeah. Did you um did you stay in the hotel that they that they rent out or no have- no we got an Airbnb me and my friend uh, Wilson Harwood. Um, he- oh yeah, we know mm-hmm. Wilson. Oh, you know Wilson? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We, we played a house over show. His, his house. Yeah, last November or not? Oh last really? Two no. Gosh, Two, yeah. it's time. Yeah, I'm yeah. Back, back in the days when we could play shows, <laughs> we, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure yeah, I got yeah. an invitation to that, but I was probably on the road. Oh yeah, no, yeah. he's he's great. Um, good good guy. Crazy, yeah. crazy that you know him. His birthday was yesterday, actually. Oh, oh. Well, happy yeah. birthday, Wilson! Happy birthday, Wilson! <laughs> but yeah, he was my uh, Airbnb uh, buddy when we went up to oh, cool. Folk Alliance. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, yeah, that's a that's a cool network, and and um, we're we're excited to be a part of that community. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's good. Yeah. yeah. What so? What else do you guys have coming up? So you got a new record coming out. It's hard yeah. to play shows right now. Are you doing some like uh, streaming type stuff for the release? Uh, yeah, we um, we have a couple music videos that are that are coming out uh, every Wednesday. We, we've been taking a, a break from this over the the holidays but we also wanted to wait till after the inauguration to to do this again but we every wednesday at noon eastern time we do something called double americana where we uh show up on facebook live and just um tell people something about our life which is usually very boring Mm -hmm. and then we play a song and then we show them what's in the fruit bowl and then we leave and um and it has been going on for we've been doing this for three years for about three years three three years every wednesday we've been doing this and it is it is so it is really really fun Mm -hmm. um but um i feel like the fruit bowl is really the highlight so we save it to the very end yeah Um, (laughs) you put random things or you're just like uh, today we have apples 
Yeah, both. both. Yeah. There's so. been a few times where, well, there was once where we forgot the fruit bowl and there was an uproar. Like people were <laughs> upset that we forgot the fruit bowl. So when we don't actually have fruit, which is rare, but yeah. we, we will put random things in there to show yeah. them what's in the fruit bowl. But we, we have been booking, there have been people that have been kind of peeking out and saying, you know, we'd like to start trying to book again. So we're kind of moving that direction where we're booking shows very loosely um, in the summer and in the fall. But yeah, I understand that. You yeah, know, have some, some like, uh, you know, TBD in April that I'm, I'm just thinking aren't probably going to happen, but. Yeah. 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 I don't, maybe by June though. Maybe. Like like out outdoors. Gosh, this sounds just like 2020. I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Uh yeah, to, we were supposed to go up to Alaska last year. We were uh, like we had made it to to Arizona when the pandemic mm-hmm. hit. And we were supposed to drive up the up the west coast to Alaska. And like we had we had a great year booked last year. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we, we had most of the year booked, which is is saying something for us like normally we're like maybe still scrambling yeah like four or five months in advance but um yeah we We, had we had the whole year booked and then (laughs) lost it all so um, no one wants to hear our sob story yeah no no i i do i think i think we all do because you know uh it's 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 good uh community and and again catharsis to know that we're not like you know because i was completely depressed and i only lost like a month worth of you know i didn't lose a year like you guys did so it's nice to know you know you're not the only one that's struggling and yeah yeah for sure i think i think we really um we really worked hard to I, I think when we're in situations like that, where something doesn't work out like it's supposed to, we go the opposite route. Instead of getting depressed, we get manically productive. And that comes at a cost as well. And I think we're feeling that cost even now, like starting mm-hmm. off this year, um, because we were writing commissions. Like we were like we were just kind of on fire. We kept going. We were doing it like a a cooking show every Saturday morning for a while where we would play songs and also bake something so that people could see that we're not good at doing both at the same time. (laughs) And, um, and it was super fun. And we just, we kept, we kept our heads up for the longest time. And then I think December of this, you know, of 2020, we, we finally just sort of sank down and said, Oh damn, we lost a whole year and while we had some fun things that we did we lost a whole year and it didn't hit us until until december yeah for whatever reason yeah yeah it's it's been yeah it's been a weird year it's been super weird but you know um it's good to see people still putting out albums and 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 making moves because as you well know um you just don't put out an album without being able to tour it, you know, that just doesn't make sense. So to see people doing it is really uplifting to me um, because uh, I think that we all needed to kind of, you know, be, we needed to be proactive in that way and say like, this isn't going to get us down, even though we can't tour this record. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. 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 We, I'm, I'm really excited to see the ways in which, um, you know, the, the Americana roots music community is, is going to bounce back. You know, mm-hmm. it, um, I, I do think it's going to take some time, but um, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to, you know, to see everybody when we get out there mm-hmm. again. Yeah. yeah. And hopefully uh, this next year at Americana Fest, it'll be a, a real, you know, face-to-face oh. thing. Yeah. 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 Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, do I hear your dogs snoring in the background? I just realized that she's been snoring this entire time, and now I'm worried that it's gonna. <laughs> like it's, it might come through. We've become immune to it. Yeah. Is this mud puddle or magpie? Me. Mud puddle. Yeah, mud puddle. mud puddle snoring. Mags is still wide awake as always. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys got uh, these two rescue dogs. What kind of dogs are they? They're like a mastiff mixes. They're both ginormous We're like um, brother sister no actually puddle we got um in huntsville alabama uh four years ago mm-hmm. and magpie um somebody that i uh i had a rescue named butter when we first started and um when we moved into the camper we had butter and she was a bull mastiff and then this thing kept happening where people would um call us or you know message us and say hey i found a dog that looks just like your dog do you want this one also and we would say yes and so <laughs> well, mallory would say i would yes. say yes scott yeah. would begrudgingly uh yeah. well no not even just no. <laughs> yeah but we, <laughs> so we picked up mud puddle because somebody contacted us and and um you know wanted us to pick her up and then um after we lost butter somebody reached out and said hey i found this dog that looks just like your dog do you want her and and we drove to indiana and picked up magpie yeah. and then it was a struggle from that point forward. <laughs> yes, <it was. laughs> yeah. they're, they're, they're both really good dogs, but, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, one of them one maybe of is, is better gooder. than the other. Yeah. yeah. So. Magpie though. We, um, she actually has a, a Harvard degree now. She, um, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. She, <laughs> she sings whenever we sing. So puddle will just sleep on the stage whenever we're on, on the stage. She just knocks out nobody even knows she's there but magpie we tried to um put her on the stage and she just wails every time we sing and so there was a study that was going on um harvard tufts was conducting a study on dogs who sing so we submitted a video of her and she earned a harvard degree in dog and canine musicology uh-huh <laughs> So we <laughs> spent a month taking videos of her. So she's, yeah. she's smarter than you guys are. Right? I yeah, know. Exactly. <laughs> her pedigree is much more refined. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, she doesn't shut up. She doesn't shut up about it at dinner yeah. parties either. Like, Did I tell you I'm from Harvard? I went to Harvard. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I was at Harvard, yeah. 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 She's a total bitch about yeah. it. For sure. <laughs> Thank you so much for uh, being on the podcast. I really enjoyed this time with you guys. Um, yeah, thank you wh- for having us. When does the record come out? It comes out on February 19th. Um, uh, on all the yeah. streaming platforms? On all the yep. streaming platforms. Band and then camp. we actually are pressing vinyl as well, which will come out um, about a month after that. Yeah. Hell yeah. So. Can you pre-order it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Pre-orders are up right now. Um, our website is uh, theroughandtumble.com. Um, and, we have, and we have some fun stuff up there too. So yeah. 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 Come say hey. Well, thanks so much for being on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank thank you. you. Well, that's it for this episode of Americana Station Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, I appreciate your patronage. And uh, make sure that you like and follow and do all that fun stuff. And stay tuned for more. We got Eric Bolander coming up next episode on the podcast. I'm Will Payne Harrison, your host. And we'll see you next time. Bye.